podcast is here. So what? Welcome. We're recording? I guess so. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. Didn't see you there. Not with all these microphones and recording equipment in the way. <laughs> yeah. Today I've got myself, Jay. Uh, I've got Nancy and Angelo. Hello. Yeah, myself. Everybody's Angelo. healthy and happy and hopefully happy to be here. Uh, hopefully. Sure. Uh, that's a pretty big that I'm going to extend that silence to be incredibly long. <laughs> you better be damn happy to be here. Uh, oh, here we go. Before we get too far, I just want to say that you should pre-purchase your passes online at OFS.com for $55 for your weekend pass. And single day prices are still the same. Um, otherwise, Save you'll have money. to catch us at events. Or else. Yeah, you'll you have to catch us at like Calgary Expo or something to see if we have a promotion price. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. I don't know. I don't guarantee these things. I'm not in marketing. I just do the podcast. I just work here. <laughs> yeah, I just work here. So, anyway. I forget what we're going to talk about. Oh, wait. There it is. Tell me about anime. <laughs> what is anime? So, there's this thing <laughs> in this country far to the east. Called Nihon. I think it's actually close to the West. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's easier to get to the East by going West. Yeah. Because the Earth isn't flat. Thank you for listening to this episode. (laughs) We're over. (laughs) This is done. Uh, Yeah. So, okay. We were talking about it real quick, actually, beforehand. Uh, I don't. People know I don't really collect stuff. Uh, when you came over, you were like, when I made the point that I'm like, yeah, I don't really collect stuff. You're like, look at all this stuff. There, there's with. literally a pile of board games. A First of all, of that doesn't make games. it weeby. Yeah. Yes, Second it does. All, no. Second of all. The Walking Dead is an anime. 70. <laughs> no, not even 70. That's not even The Walking like Dead. like <laughs> 90% of the stuff in this living room, especially when it relates to a collectible item, is not mine. <laughs> He's literally got... There's literally like posters of uh, Miyazaki stuff. There's a Gurren Lagann poster on the other wall. There's a, there's an abstract Pikachu art on another wall. I don't think it's abstract. It's somewhat abstract. It's, it's more abstract stylized. than it is. Yeah. yeah. There's a freaking Adventure Time BMO plush that's custom made. Thanks, Becca. <laughs> and a Pikachu This is a plush. goddamn weeb den. No, I your mean... house is a You have a bonsai tree. That's actually a juniper bush. It's How a bonsai is your juniper tree? I don't know. It looks alive. It it's certainly green. looks alive. Do you prune it uh, obsessively the same way that Jet prunes prunings his? at the bottom? Uh, no, I do not manscape my bonsai. <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. I had this great image of you dressed as Jet doing your little bonsai tree. First of all, juniper bushes are prickly little shits. Are they? Yeah, dude. It's. Sh- it, it, I wouldn't say it's sharp necessarily. But it's prickly. I don't like touching it. <laughs> from from this perspective, it looks nice where and it's lush just like across nice the room, and, right? it looks like it should be really soft and no. plush. And... After this podcast, or even right now, I don't care. You can go touch it and see if you like that. Because it has mean texture. <laughs> this <laughs> Not is where, nice. This is where you cue me from across the room going, Ow! Jesus! What the hell? Exactly. Uh, but you, Angelo... You are the weeb. I I am. I think you're the weebiest one here. I want it to be known as your leader that I, Law, am the big anime fan. And? I mean, you're big. Behold, (laughs) my vast collection of bootleg anime, subbed and dubbed for all tastes. Wait, dubs? 
Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. What? <laughs> you have no right to talk. No, I really don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, you were like the least. No, I am <laughs> You are the source of the problem. <laughs> am not. Well, what? Whose fault is it? <laughs> no, you're you're doing you're the good one. You're doing it right. Yeah. Just, just stroke her ego, everyone. Don't <laughs> uh, support your local voice actors. Love me. Uh, so the other day, me and Dio went to IKEA to get a nice detolf shelf because we wanted a nice glass case for all of our anime figures. Makes sense. Yeah. You posted one picture. It only had one anime figure inside. Yeah, we we've put more in since then. Oh. I mean, I hope. But so. uh, I just took one of my anime figures with large animated, and put it right on the top shelf, and that was it. And yeah. it was perfect. So I haven't ever put anything together from IKEA that involved glass. What was this one like? It was fucking glass. How much was it? Uh, it was only seventy bucks, actually. That's huh. not bad. That's about the the same cost as one of those shelves, right? Sounds there, pretty so. standard, yeah. IKEA. Uh, it was that I was so I was at IKEA. And I bring the box over to the self-checkout. The lady's like, actually, I think you're missing a box. I'm like, what? what? And like, that one's a two-parter. And I'm like, the glass. okay. <laughs> you're missing the glass. So I go back to the pile, and there's like boxes marked with one and mar- boxes marked with two. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I actually looked at the box, and she, the girl showed me. And was like, yeah. So I needed the number one box, because that's the one that actually had the barcode to even scan. Oh. Mm. Uh, so they were heavy. As you can imagine, glass is. Yeah, yes. and, it's, and it's a metal frame, right? Mm. Uh, metal frame in the way that there's about plastic brackets? half a half an half a pound of wire. Oh, okay. Like the glass is structural, sure. but is uh, but I think that's like the one I see the most often for. Sort it of, is the detolfs uh, are like the meme shelf. Yeah, like the people same... call them detolfs because that's the IKEA name for them. And okay. that. Kind of also extends to like board games and the calyx shelves. Like anyone who owns board games and has a calyx shelf and knows what it is. Yeah. Like uh, related, we literally just put that together. Yeah. We have two of them, and we put one of the two together yeah. last yeah. week, and finally we're able to unpack board games. And I so I have a weird question before you go on too further, but when it comes to like the the create like the 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 display and stuff, what's the point? Of it being behind glass. Why not just have it open? Dust, And just man. have glass. Dust! But you're going to have to... Like, dust is still going to get inside it. Yeah. But not as much as if it's just open to the air. Plus, cleaning actual figures when they're dusty is a pain in the ass. I just use the same uh, use things. canned air that I use to clean up my computer. Oh, uh, yeah. At least yeah. You're, you're willing to use that on figures. I'm just like... The the gentlest feather dusty thing that I can find is awful, because uh, I'm gonna. I you know I can I just give you some advice on how to clean it instead. Just suckle each part of your anime figurine in your mouth, but lovingly. Just su- yeah yeah lovingly. But lovingly. Just like, and, and just the problem is with mine, people would think weird thoughts about that. Yeah. Um... Yeah. It's not. It's not like it's just like Luffy's head or something. Is it weird thoughts <laughs> <It's>... though? <laughs> It it sounds pretty in line. I mean, yeah. you have them. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised that more people don't do what I'm suggesting. <laughs> no, but my Knowing point is, is that I've got like a bunch of, um, I have a couple of mechs and there's, there's the standard like, oh, this one little stud is loose because it's snapped a little bit and therefore it literally can't be moved. Like the second I leave it in exactly how I need it to stay, it's staying that way. 
I don't want to get dust on it. I don't want things moving against it. That includes air currents. I don't, yeah. And that's why I would put something like that behind glass, like Angela was saying. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. I like to do things that reduce the amount of dusting I have to do. I really, 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 really do. I believe in proactively preventing things that require me to dust or preventing things that will get dirty. So I will go out of my way to do things that make it so I don't have to do it later. Can't blame. Can't blame one bit. Mm -mm. But uh, yeah, so me and Dio were like, we we brought the stuff in, heavy ass boxes. Put them on the ground, opened them up. The dog was like, what the hell is going on? What? Where's all this garbage? Co-? She was just like looking around. I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And we were just like, because they're large panes of glass. Yes. Uh, I was almost, I wasn't sure if it was going to be a glass or acrylic or it's fucking glass. Uh, one of us was like holding them in place while the other like secured it. and But it worked out. And whenever we have to move it, it's going to be a matter of we have to take it down and make sure this glass doesn't fucking break. That does sort of suck. I like I kind of almost wish that it would be like plastic or an acrylic or something that's not something not not it's not about how fragile glass can be cuz glass can be strong as well, but it's more just like the weight of it like it's kind of cumbersome. It's it is heavy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh like if we had to move the detail more than a few inches, it would be a matter of considering Taking everything out. Taking it apart. Yeah. Uh, Like if you moved it from upstairs to downstairs or whatever. If I was moving it downstairs, I would absolutely take it apart. Yeah. Yeah. Because the likelihood of the way that I would move it, the glass falling out, would just be too damn high. Also stairs. And you don't want to be carrying that much... Giant panes of tempered glass downstairs. Because you do not have to lift it. You can just put it down on the stairs and it will slide. No. You can slide it. No. Yes. No. I mean, if you have like wood stairs, maybe not. But if you have carpet stairs, then definitely yes. The the problem with it, like the glass isn't super thick, oh. and I don't think the glass would be able to bear the weight of the shelf, of the unit. Oh, I see what you mean. Mm, fair enough. I mean, I don't, I don't dabble in any of this, so I really don't know. As someone, other who, than I guess they sort of look nice, but they're not really my like, deal. As someone who recently had to relocate lots of furniture twice in a row. Um, definitely take stuff apart before you move it. It's just safer. If it's something that can be taken apart easily, take it apart. Yeah. Yeah. The only problem with Ikea is that if it's something... I think it's more materials. Like, Uh... if you take your Kallax shelf, this doesn't, like, for room, for space, it would be nice if you collapsed it. So, therefore, it'd be better to move that way because Mm -hmm. you have more room in the rest of your vehicle or whatever. Absolutely. But you could absolutely just empty that shelf and move it. You can. Yeah. It's about the material And with that, it doesn't... It yeah. makes sense for for one of for a like, glass these thing, ones. Yeah, yeah. It would be depending on how far you want to take it down, four to eight nuts to remove, and then you just take everything apart. You're done. I guess so. Yeah, and like the Calyx shelves had a ton of studs in them, and like there's a specific order that you put it together. But we've already done it three times, so I it's guess we already difficult. know how to do it. If you have a if you have a power drill, it makes it really fast. No drills required on this one, thankfully. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, no, no. It makes it faster. Like you just have, if you have an Allen drill or an Allen key bit, it just makes everything. Like, yeah. Like you can assemble a shelf in probably ten minutes, fifteen minutes at the most. But I feel like because of the Allen key turning stuff, that's usually what takes the most time. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's just that's just yeah, experience with moving. And so wait, I is this a sure. is this a shelf, Angelo? Is this a shelf that has um, LED lights in it as well? 
we intend to put LEDs lights in it later on. It doesn't come. Uh, with. It doesn't okay. come with them. Do, are there ones okay. that do? Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that there are in general, but I meant like I didn't know if there was one that. I came think from there Ikea. is. I'm pretty sure there is. Like, we just one weren't that sure just... what kind of lighting we wanted yet. Mm. Uh, we weren't sure if we just wanted white LEDs or if we wanted to get RGB bullshit. White LEDs. Uh, if we faster. wanted to get yeah. something White's that's classy, externally controllable, if we do go with RGB or if it's just whatever Ooh. is Ooh. punched into the controller. Ooh. I have I have a stupid suggestion. Yeah. Make it hooked up to a motion sensor so it only turns on when people walk by. Hey, that'd be cool. Why the, not? Actually, the problem with that... No, because then Ilya is just going to walk by It's right across from my PC desk. Mm-hmm. Ilya's the dog. So it would just keep turning off and on, or it would be on all the time whenever I'm there. Which isn't a bad thing if it had, like, a timer to be on for, like, every 15 minutes or something, so that it would stay on. Mm-hmm. But if it was blinking on and off every few minutes... Oh, sorry. Uh, that would be annoying. No, make it fade in. It's like one of those things that's like a fade in, <sighs> and then it fades down. That that should be cool. I have to find something like that for this room that we're recording in, actually, because so the lamp is over there, and you have to manually flick the switch. But there's a socket over here that's attached to that, like uh, that's connected mm-hmm. to the switch. That's the across the room. Switch. Yeah, so we, I need to get like a like a four foot long extension cord just so I can put it, plug it into this one. So that it, like, it lights up that lamp in that corner without having to go all the way across the room to, to turn it on. So, but you can use the wall switch Just to actually belly flop use across it. the couch. No. Yeah. No. I like sitting in the middle mostly. Just like call reading. Bayfar to do it. No. <laughs> you like Bayfar. Why are you at work? I need this lamp turned on. It's so dark. <laughs> turn the lights on for me. Yeah. Very useful. Buy me nice things. Actually, if you had an app connected and internet connected, he could do that from work. I mean, yeah, we that have, would be kind of ridiculous, but <laughs> we have we have the Google Home too. We could, so. yeah, you could do that. You yeah. could stuff a Raspberry Pi in your light switch. I'm That's actually just... sort of surprised that no, Bayfar has like smart switches in his room, but I don't really care for any of that stuff. There's I'm like actually that... not a fa- a fan of Internet of Things things. Me neither. Even or though like, I work for a company that like technically smart, does smart Internet home of Things kind of thing. Yeah, I don't care for smart home automation. Me neither. Like everything. That can be done through smart home stuff is sometimes better not done through it. Like the only thing I really care for is maybe um, either sort of having a Google, uh, what's it called? The little dongle thing? What's it called? Chromecast? Chromecast? Yeah. Or something Bluetooth related? I don't mm-hmm. mind so much. A Chromecast is different in the way that it's less of a smart home thing and more of a media player. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. It's yeah. a media player. It doesn't do anything. But I don't, Whereas, I like, don't yeah. care for When I was working at the source, there was a Bluetooth-enabled home lock that you could get yeah. that we carried where you would have your phone paired up to it. Yeah. And whenever your phone was in Bluetooth range, you could just tap on the lock to unlock it. So you didn't have to get your keys out or anything like that. Which, to the lazy person in me, that speaks volumes. That would be great. Until... I'm just sitting in my living room within range of the lock and someone comes up to the door and double taps the lock and unlocks my door. Yep. Mm. I like, for example, my uh, air con is hooked up to uh, Google home, I believe. And I think we can uh, say like, you know, turn on, turn off or set to whatever. 
but I just don't really care. It also comes with a physical remote. <laughs> okay, Google. No, it's not on right Turn now. Turn on the air conditioner. <laughs> so you can do that all you want to do. It looks like LG Think is unavailable right now. See? Wow. <laughs> I didn't even expect that to actually do anything. I told you we have it. I, I didn't think that would work, though. What do you mean? What? I mean, it didn't work, but what, I didn't what, think uh, it no, would no, no, even no, hold on, me. hold on. Let me break it down. What part of that command I didn't think would saying think the would work? I didn't think saying, okay, Google, turn on the air conditioner would bring me anything. <laughs> You're just dumb. <laughs> All I know is that if anyone's listening to like this podcast on speaker, they just started hating you. I know because Very you're possibly. that guy. You're that. You're that guy now. Thanks. And now Bayfar's in here shaking his head at us. <laughs> <You should. laughs> like, of course it works. It's just not on. You're dumb. <laughs> yeah, but anyone whose air conditioner is turned on right now, they're dumber. Yeah. Sure. <sighs> I regret, regret <laughs> telling I, you anything I, about that. I have concerns. Yeah. I have concerns. That's like walking into someone's house and I, asking their, their automated system to order them five pounds of oh. mayonnaise. Like, I think as, 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 you know, sort of, we as we live and breathe <sighs> and time passes, smart homes, like, with integrated technology are probably going to become more of a thing. Okay, but Alexa, I hope I certainly an hope that vat of lube. a lot of things... <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> Could you not? Oh, um, I just, I would hope that you can always have sort of like more analog options and just less smart home. Because there's there's a lot of like dubious stuff about smart home tech. Obviously. Yes. The always listening functions are uh, already. Oh dear sort God! Of there was a a big question. There was a lot of stuff at CES. Oh. Oh, that's something. Yeah, I forgot about CES actually happened. Like, uh, if there's this one specific Twitter that I love to follow called Internet of Shit. And they were just retweeting all the different Internet of Things devices. And so there was one Internet of Things. There was like a smart semen scanner. Okay. Yes. That was actually, I saw that on, on YouTube. And I was just like, or not YouTube, on Twitter, sorry. Uh, I do not it, want like, a smart device <laughs> to yeah, analyze that. I think it, it was something Who is the market the for this? Uh, for anyone who's trying to get pregnant. Okay. For do general, you need a smart for device general for general men's health? That just seems so absurd to have as an Internet of Things device. Um, I, I'm really wondering now what the actual like use case is for that. Why is it automated at all? What is it? Does it look at a specific? Well, because I, maybe people don't want some like a human handling. The... Which is fine. You can have a home device for that, but why does it need to be an IoT device? Mm. Uh, because CES and Internet. Sure. I mean, you're probably right. I'm going to see if there's anything. Ooh, there's a, sort of a foldable laptop, which is most laptops. Oh, it looks like a giant, <laughs> a giant uh, Samsung foldable. It does. Basically, he's looking at this laptop that has a screen for both sides of it, and it just folds in the middle. You don't have a... Yeah, where a keyboard would be, there's a screen instead. I am morally opposed to that. Morally opposed? Morally or opposed. personally offended? Opposed in every single way. Right. Personally, I need a keyboard. I, oh, I don't. Not think only do I need a keyboard, a keyboard cuts it for me. I think that in that sort of situation, every single fold of the laptop hinge is reducing the lifespan of your device. I yes. mean, I think they're 
specifically engineering it so it doesn't happen so badly it's gonna happen yes but that's like saying any hinge like any any moving any moving mechanical part degrades as like with time that's true yes. that's just that, that that's just the absolute truth of it whether it's this laptop this except in that specific laptop, case they have the most integral part of the system as part of that moving like part. It. i'm just saying that it's, it's the thing. way it is yeah like in the case of a laptop hinge, but sure, the about, laptop hinges of every laptop but, can but eventually break. But pointing out and we're complaining about the fact that it's going to degrade over time isn't exactly an ingenious, you know, like insight. A, a little metal hinge can last hundreds of years. A folding LCD panel, it's going to break eventually. It's going to get brittle over time. It's going to crack. Worst, best case scenario is you're going to get a freaking line across the screen. Most realistic scenario, after like three years, the whole panel is going to be busted. And because you don't have a keyboard anymore, you can't even hook it up to an external screen. I found a fun list online, uh, just sort of um, highlighting some fun products that they saw. We don't have to go through all of them. But this one, the first one here. The Alienware Nintendo Switch thing? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just basically playing PC games, but on a Nintendo Switch. It's a Nintendo Switch form factor with a gaming PC built into it. It's pretty neat. Oh, impossible meats. Yeah, that was Impos- a thing. Yeah, pork specifically, pork more of a flavor. I don't know. I don't uh, know if I love pork enough to to want to. I mean, I like pork in general. Oh, there were also robot pets at CES. There was one that was just like a giant furball with a wagging tail attached to it. Uh, that might be adorable. It was it kind like a of. Seal. It was kind of like. Is it a replacement like a for Ilya? That's the idea. That's just like a robotic pet, but it doesn't have a face or a head. Oh, it's just a big ball of fur with a wagging tail. That significantly detracts it's, from It's the... kind of like a horror. Yeah. A horror terror. Oh, it kind of sounds like it. you're describing a Tribble with a tail. Yeah. And Tribbles are nothing but Tribbles. It's true. Yeah, that's the trouble with Ooh. Tribbles. Samsung Galaxy Especially Chromebook. Especially when you try to engineer them to overproduce so that you can eat them. So they've... Uh, Samsung Galaxy sort of combined with Chrome... To make a Chromebook, I guess. That I sounds just, interesting. I just wish Samsung would stop stuffing their immaculate hardware full of subpar software. Yeah. Yes, that's a big thing. That I'm actually looking the to problem. get a new. I'm looking to get a new phone this year. Oh. And I, I like, I was looking at getting uh, the S10, but mm. I'm probably gonna go with maybe a Pixel Four or something like that because I just between the two. One just doesn't come with much bloatware, and I do like the idea that if my my uh, OS is gonna come like is gonna go through the uh, standard the man- Android lifecycle, exactly, yeah. sort of like. But the, I have an, a Pixel XL right now, and I still really like it. But it is time for an upgrade, mm-hmm. and also just the idea that again, like the hardware is one hundred percent compatible with the software, mm-hmm. the yeah. firmware, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Mm-hmm. But I do like like Samsung has good phones, but they do. Definitely Samsung knows how to crap. make some hardware. awesome hardware. They don't know how to make appliances. Apparently, oh. I've heard that home appliances for for Samsung. If you're talking about like dishwashers, well, a lot uh, of the cheap home appliances are just garbage to begin with. No, but I mean like. Just, but yeah, I have heard that Samsung appliances are kind of trash. Yeah, I don't know, and I don't know anything about that really, but that's what I've heard like over and over again, which I think is really interesting because when you look at their electronics department, it seems like they have things on lockdown, right? But well, except for the exploding battery thing. But. Yeah, the exploding battery thing was rough. But yeah. I know like a large portion of the LCD and LED 
panels in the world are manufactured by Samsung. Well, it's basically Samsung, LG, and Sharp that makes all of them, isn't it? Yes. And, you know, they kind of cut out a middleman if, like, Samsung just puts out a TV. They put one of their panels and they put some electronics in it to make the TV work and then they sell a consumer product. But as far as hardware pieces go, um, they make a lot of the world's... Yeah. LCD panels. What this is, is the ter- most terrifying thing I've seen. <laughs> I, I don't want to. Why, It's not even for the genitalia. <laughs> it's for your mouth. Is this like a toothbrush so that brushes okay, okay, all your teeth all, at the same time? Because because our listeners aren't exactly seeing what we're seeing. What this looks like is essentially it's a U shape on top of a little stand. And then on top of a little base, uh, like a little square base. If any but of what you regularly for, visit your dentist and you go and get fluoride treatments, yeah, the little trays they put that in little, your mouth. It looks like a mouth guard. It it's looks a, like mouth a mouth guard, guard on top of a little. But the mouth guard isn't positioned horizontally. It's positioned vertically where like the top of your teeth would be. So when I was describing the stand, the stand would stick out probably about four inches in, from, front, of in front of your mouth. Yeah. While the mouth guard is in your teeth. I think it's supposed to just be... I hope a that's toothbrush? a toothbrush. Yeah, it yeah. looks like a toothbrush. It looks like a toothbrush that's shaped like a mouth guard. So yeah, it think of a, all of your think teeth of a, all at once. Yeah, think of a mouth guard, but it's got bristles inside the mouth guard. Yep. It that's looks terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. I I use an electric toothbrush, and it's been the greatest upgrade to my dental health ever. But oh man, I don't want something brushing all of my teeth all at once. That yeah. feels that would feel really weird. I think. This just looks like a laptop. Uh, sorry, it's called the Lenovo Yoga. It looks it's a laptop or a tablet, oh, but it uh, looks like you just bent the screen too far. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of laptops that do that now. Yeah, well, yeah. For, but for uh, the special thing about the Yoga 5G is it's just a portable laptop with a 5G connection. Which I don't really so, care about 5G, and I don't think anyone really should. Linus right now. Tech Tips actually had a really great uh, demonstration video of it in a How, good or a bad thing, way. In an awful way. Okay. In that. Because of the wavelength, the frequency of the connection... It uses more battery? No. It does. The connect, Well, it does. But the connection can be broken by standing between your phone and the tower. Oh. What? So, like... So, just make sure that you're always facing the tower. You basically have to know where the tower... For right now, at least, for a proper 5G connection, your head is enough of an obstruction so, so remember, to drop the connection. Remember back in the days, like before smartphones and kind of in that, that older generation when it was really just Nokia and Motorola and it was a dumb phone? People, when they were having reception problems, would literally just hold them up yep. above oh. their heads. That's going to be a thing again if you have that device. Well, not really, because... I'm so sorry. Sorry. Honestly, fuck 5G. Yeah, I, I really hope that, generally speaking, we don't adopt my, 5G for a, a long time. My LTE connection in my cell phone is capable of greater than 200 megabit per second. Yeah, that's all you really need. I can run out of the very expensive data connection that I have like the in under a minute. Yeah. If you push it to actually be fully saturated. Yeah, I'm going to run a speed test right now. Oh, my. And anyway, while you're doing that... um. When I was talking about phones, the Galaxy Note 10 Lite looks like it's coming out. It looks alright. Like, I mean, there's only really the one small photos. The Notes all come with that little mini stylus, right? Yeah. Uh, do I they still? Yes. I would hope they do, because that's really the purpose of getting a Note. Mm-hmm. They're damn good. I would. I want to see what the form factor is, like, in my own hands, but I would actually consider this. But again, it's... It's 
the Samsung factory. It's the bloatware plus, again, I do just really like the idea that my hardware is supported by the firmware and the company is the same. Like, there's not, there's nothing to not like about that. All thing. things I've, considered... I've boycotted Samsung exactly for that reason. I will not buy really, a Samsung device. When I had the Galaxy S2, I needed to put a custom ROM on it to make it good. Yeah. But then I upgraded from that to the Note 2, and that was one of the first phones where I absolutely loved the stock ROM. They actually made it worse over time. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But the stock ROM that it shipped with was fantastic. It did everything I wanted out of the box. So very briefly in the uh, Google phone production line history, they had a Galaxy Nexus, which was obviously manufactured by Samsung. So this was the perfect marriage between Samsung's awesome hardware and having stock Android running on it. It's it was my favorite phone from that era. I didn't like the Nexus 4. I didn't like my Nexus 5 nearly half as much as I liked my Galaxy Nexus, but I loved that phone. So, I just did my speed test, and I got 200 megabit per oh. second on LTE+, Plus, which is fantastically fast. That's actually faster than my internet at home. Wow! And I would run out of the 6 giga- gigabytes that I pay very much money for in 5 minutes. Wow! I'm going to run a speed test, too. I'm really curious what my phone will do. Um, so that's why fuck 5G. Because I just got 200 fucking megabit per second. What the fuck do I need more for? Yeah, and it has... Fair question. Because they want your money, that's why. So... You're... Uh, what the fuck is that number? Uh, I'm on the Telus network, 400 megabit per Four, second. It's going up still. It's going. 40, it's going high. 450. Almost 450. And upload is... Over 50, almost yeah. 60. My I upload was 40 megabit per second. Curious. Yay! Because I'm not on either of your networks. I am currently winning on the network thing. What's your data plan? Uh, I have 5 gigs of data, and I pay, I'm pay. i on Kudo, so Kudo's owned by TELUS. TELUS's network is quite nice. Um, I used to be on Public, which is TELUS's most accessible tier yes. subsidiary. I did use Public for a while. It's not public bad. Public was... Pretty good, actually. I absolutely do not disagree with a prepay model as long as it works for you. Um, you actually get a discount every month if you have it on auto pay. So most people I know have a credit card set up to pay their phone bill every month, and that would have saved you three months or three dollars every month. Okay. On on public. It's and money. I think they still do that. It's coffee. So, yeah, it's a coffee, and it just adds up over the year, right? So, absolutely, it's a great alternative but yeah when i can run down my entire data plan in a matter of minutes Apparently i don't I care can too i don't care about a faster speed give me more data bell fuck you oh i i, I quit using bell i had to quit using bell they kept yeah. in, uh, messing with my pricing i was just like no i can't take yeah that. fuck bell yeah and telus is just as bad which is why i won't go with any of yeah. the actual big three officially even if i'm with a subsidiary of theirs um, but I was going to shift gears a little bit. Uh, I think not to make anybody panic. We are four months away from Motifest. Uh, no, we're not. Are we not? If we're technically like three months away. Well, oh. we're like half, we're, we're, yeah, we're through January. Uh, I know like it's the fifth month or whatever. Like that is when Motifest is May, but it's halfway through May, not like at the end of May. So it's closer to like, well, that's like four months then. Yeah, 
I guess it's about so four. So we're, we're between three and four months away from Odafest. Yeah. And Have you gotten your cosplay ready? Yeah. But I mean, Have like, you even started? On our end? First of all, that, my numbers are really weird. <laughs> That's uh, That doesn't make any slow. sense at all. No, no, no but it's not even... No, I'm not on Wi-Fi. Oh, you're not on Wi-Fi. No, but even then, why my upload number is so much higher? Eight megabits? Because no one's using the uh, upload right now. I know, but it's real strange. <laughs> anyway, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, but like, Odafest is even sooner for sort of like staff because, you know, like planning deadlines are much sooner than game it's time. crunch time. Than actual, yeah. than actual, no, yeah. crunch, like actual game day is always a culmination of a lot of work on Right, and all. deadlines are like are, are being met like now. We yeah. have at the end of January we have deadlines. We have end of February deadlines, and then March. By the end of March, if your stuff isn't together, uh, for on our end, it's basically like you're done, kid. Well, it's not great. It's really not good for anybody. Mm, yeah. uh, I have yet to some. That being said, I have yet to be submitting my panels, which I feel a little bit bad about. I just don't know what I'm doing for them right now, so it's kind of like I'm sort of in a lull. I've got other stuff I have to do as so, well. So, so I was happen. really good and motivated at the middle of this week that just passed, and I actually did go and fill out my panel applications. And then I sat down, and um, I got a ping from uh, one of my other voice acting friends, and he goes, are you doing a panel? And I was like, what good timing? Let me tell you about the panel. And he's like, this sounds a lot like a repeat of what you did last year, which was great. But you guys do anything else? And I sat there and I was like, hey, guys, should we do something different? Should we do games? What kind of panels do people actually want to see me do? What, like, yeah, we, we had our radio, uh, radio play script last year where we had the audience come up and we, we went through an actual radio play that was originally written um, by my friend Mike Anthony and he was there with me to do it and that was an amazing turnout it was a very successful panel everyone had a really good time and I had such a blast watching everybody do it and then I was just like I want to keep this going and I want to have this feeling again and yes I can do that exact same panel with different material but I want to do something else well, that's the I would say that's the difficulty in sort of panel running because I've been running sort of some of the same panels for past like six or seven years, mm-hmm. um, and while the type of panel is the same, the content has to be different. Just mm-hmm. to keep a pressure myself, not even just for the audience or whatever. But I feel like like one of the big things is that I will straight up admit that none of my ideas are specifically original. I hope they're entertaining, but they're not specifically original. So I would probably just lead you to the idea that if you just maybe even YouTube some similar panels that are online and you kind of more or less steal them in a sense, uh, like because they're not really, you know, no one's copywriting the idea. Yeah, I know. And like, but I mean, if you, you if you can make it fun for yourself, if you get if you like an idea enough that you can play with it, modify it, modify it for your own sort of benefit in terms of how you want to present it. And this goes out to anybody who wants to do a panel or like does a panel on the on yearly i'm sure you already sort of know but that's my recommendation is really the the old saying goes uh good artists create and great Great artists artists steal steal. you sort of just make things your own you know you see good ideas you're influenced by them and make it work for you the one thing the one pro tip that i would add on to it 
memes can be fun and great, but as soon as you integrate memes into your panel, it's it has an expiration date. It's dated AF. Like, like just like Foul Bachelor the... Frog doesn't even exist anymore. Foul Bachelor Frog Bingo was the most fun, fun I've ever had running a panel. But it is extremely dated and you could not do it now. Good God, no. no. Like, I ran it two years and by the end, it was getting a little bit stale. Yeah. And that's Everybody why I stopped careful. running it. Yeah. It was, you know what? These shitty frog memes. Fun, but done. No one wants to laugh anymore. Yeah. I'm not laughing at them. Like, and it's not because I've seen them ten times before. Do you do you care to be specifically original, Nance? Um, for me, I want this to be my creative outlet. Sure, um, but I mean, there's a difference in like, again, what I'm saying when your ideas are not as like not your, but everyone's ideas are not specifically original. It's not whether you like take them from another source or you do come up with it on your own. But at some point, you must realize that somebody's probably done it before anyway. Oh, absolutely. Right. My question is more just like, what do you two think you'd love to see me do? Just what would you, you think of voice acting? Voice acting lines. Voice lactator. <laughs> I'm a voice lactator. Voice ah. acting lines from the audience. Voice acting lines from the audience can be a lot of fun. Um, can be dangerous. Can also be dangerous. I yeah, think... someone just brings an entire script and they record you the whole time. Right, <laughs> and and it's just like I'm not doing work no. for free, obviously, but. Uh, that is always how, there's, there's always uh, a line I, of how do you want people to deliver those suggestions to is you? This gonna be, you can always put them in a boundary. Is this going to be mostly just you, or are you going to have a couple other voice actor friends? Um, it will be at least two voice actors, including yourself, or yes, not including okay. myself. Including yourself. Yeah. What if you did a voice off? Something like along the lines of uh, either you can do a section where it's either sort of classic lines uh, that are like, you know, recognized to be from certain shows and characters. Hmm. And you're just trying to do your best imitation and see, and the audience can vote on who did it best or like some, like uh, uh, another variation would be um, you are just trying to see who can cover the most bases of characters. So like, like instead of doing a specific line, but you can be like, well, I can do Pikachu. And then the other person can be like, well, I can do, like... Uh, I can do Pikachu. I can and do Butterfree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I can do another one, right? Like, And then you sort of just trying to one-up each other a little bit. Hmm. I can do Pikachu and Butterfree and, and Solid Snake. <laughs> yeah. The trouble with those is that you need to have, like, a repertoire of practice lines of practice characters that you know well. Yeah. But, I mean, you but you all sort of know, for example... Your, you know your general range, mm. um, but you also know, like, I don't know if you do imitations in general as, like, me being as a warm-up tool or just, like, for fun, but I feel like that's something you can integrate. Like, so, even things that you might think that are mundane as part of your general, like, maybe practice as a voice actor, maybe that's something that you can look into as, like, actually a part of your presentation. Um, so, I had a really good idea for that, actually. Uh, as a voice actor, a lot of what you do is acting and not necessarily your voice. And acting in and of itself is always a bunch of different exercises. Like, we have a couple of resident improv groups who come into OdaFest and they do their panels and their events. Yes. And improv has always been something that I've been really terrible at. And um, improv, however, is a great way to just make light of whatever suggestions people throw at you. So you could even have, like, reading lines from people in the audience but you also have to attach it with 
an action a mood or a character specifically yeah like or... a genre you could do a genre plus character yeah. you can have like four hats yeah and you pull a line and then you a genre yeah. and an action sure and combine yeah. them and then and that would be a really weird voice acting day. yeah or yeah, yeah. Or genre plus mood plus line equals because mood will change from genre genre is not a mood yeah, genre maybe doesn't make sense in that. Uh... Maybe more like a uh, character stereotype, like tsundere, like a genki girl, or tsundere, 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 or, a... or a boncho. What's a gang? What's a genki, a genki girl? girl? Uh, yeah. Hyper girl, like super happy. Okay. Oh, she, is yeah. she like super... usually like the sports girl or something like, like that? Like the energetic girl. Super energetic, very high pitched. I don't know who that is. I can't think of a character that's like that. Uh, I think you Maybe watched Toradora, exactly. right? Uh, a little bit. Uh, I mean, I watched it, but I didn't love it the way that people loved it. Off the top of my head, I think Minori. Like, uh, I don't know that name. I okay. can Google it. I'll Google it. I'll just Google it. I think she would count as a Genki girl. Minori. My Nori, not yours. <laughs> uh, no, but I I think that there's a lot of uh, uh, value in doing something like that. If you know, uh, But the thing is also, do you want like audience participation at all? Do you want... Like, not necessarily participation, but, like, input in the sense that, like, yeah, people are either voting for, like, a winner or something that they liked, or if they can input lines. If I Google it, the third image is Haruhi, but I don't know if she counts as a Genki girl. She is in some episodes. But Minorin is definitely, like, the second girl, and one of the characters from Azumanga Daio. I don't Uh, know their names. Yes. I, I think I know the Azumanga girl. Yeah. Uh, I don't anyway, remember this character design at all. So. But <laughs> really, <laughs> yep. If if you you as a person who knows me and knows what I do, what would you think would be really hilarious? It's like you know what we should put Nancy in a panel where she has to do this with her voice. Engagement challenge. Let's see how well she voice acts in a vacuum. <laughs> you Nothing's can't. Coming. Nope. That's that's not happening. Well then. Well then. <laughs> up your game. How does first. she voice act with a vacuum? <laughs> i used to do that when i was a kid and i was like helping around the house with chores and i was vacuuming Mm -hmm. i would try to match my vocal my vocal pitch with the vocal pitch (laughs) pitch of the yeah so it's just like that "Hmm," sort of thing but i also do that with various other noises that happen in the house like like the i I would do that with like motor noises like a atv or a scooter or things that or the lawn yeah anything that has a constant whirr yeah, anything I can match pitch. It's with. not specifically trying to make the onomatopoeia uh, noise. Nope. As so much as it just is trying to hit, hit that, that pitch, pitch of the noise. Yeah, I do that. I, do I don't that. know why that's a thing. I don't know. Uh, it, that was a really fun thing to do with the ATVs because it was like, but that's. I still feel like that's more of that onomatopoeia as opposed to. I guess so because it's like. Matching the pitch is a little bit different just because like it, like a vacuum is going to have that same high pitch sort it's of. consistent. Yeah, and it's consistent and you're just like, hmm. <laughs> but it changes depending on what surface you're on. Yeah. Like if you go from like heavy carpet to like hardwood. Yeah, but I'm also not trying to like when, I don't know, like you take off the head and it starts like going for uh, like shelves or, or uh, drapes or something. I'm not trying to go like. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm not trying to match it in that way. I'm just trying to match the motor sound. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's that's what I meant. Too. Yeah, not it's not about the action; it's the motor sound. Nah, for me it would have all been all about the action. That's I, that that one's like adding different. sound effects to your life. Phrasing. I would not want <laughs> extra sound effects in my life. I'm pretty sure. 
One I've thing that I a... do like on stream is whenever I'm doing something, uh, I, I like to do pixel art on stream and animating. And part of the animation process to me is coming up with the sound effect for the action. Hmm. I mean, sure. I mean, that, I feel like that's in some way the same thing as like how uh, old animators in general they would they when they're trying to like animate a face mm-hmm. they would they would have a mirror nearby and they would make the face that they're trying to sort of draw yeah. but like, so they can exact they, they have the features and they sort of even refer. beyond that it's like i'm drawing an idle f- animation for a character what yeah. sound does an idle animation make and idle animations don't make a sound yeah so you're but, just uh, sitting but I, no, so no, like, no. that's like, the that's the uh, intro lead that's but, the lead to your to what like while the, you're streaming the character leans forward like yeah and then they, they, they lead back like fool it's like, yeah, fuck, yeah, fuck. See, and that's like, the way the animation goes. I get that, and I like that, but I would also like it when you're, like, as you're narrating this in your uh, Twitch stream or whatever, you're sort of like, what sort of idle animation? Like, what sort of noise should go with that animal? No, that's, what I, that's no, no, what I seriously say. I know, but then you're, but because, again, it doesn't, like, if they're not really moving and they're not really doing anything, you just sound. <laughs> it would just be funnier. You're, you're just like... Ah, look at this make character the sound idle animation. of an intense stare. Like, like, <laughs> so, G- <laughs> Yes. So, it's very much more like that. Anyway, um, yeah, I hope that everyone's getting their panel submissions in. I uh, hope you got a couple of ideas. I'm still trying to sort of motivate myself to do a couple panels or at least one. But I'm actually not going to lie. I'm going to put it out there. I'm hoping that I can find someone to take over my panel soon because I'm running out of uh, I'm Steam. running out of inspiration and I'm running out of what time. If, what if we had a panel for the Odefest podcast? We could uh, call it the Odefest podcast panel. No. We've never done that before and we're not doing it again. No! <laughs> my dreams are ruined. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I think with that, we are going to wrap up. Don't forget to buy your tickets. Uh, and we will have some more news for you soon on the state of Odafest features, I guess. Yeah. And if someone does happen to have a panel suggestion, by all means, pitch it. Yeah. We want to hear. Or or run it yourself. Or Nancy. run it yourself. Yeah. If, you, <laughs> if your idea calm. is just that good, do it yourself. Don't let us steal it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you again for listening. And I guess we're out. See ya. Signing out with an intense stare. What sound effect? (laughs) Same as Nancy in a vacuum.